Wasn't that a beautiful rendition of how great thou art? One of the greatest hymns ever written, probably sung at most every church, evangelical church throughout the world. Everyone knows that it's such a blessing. And I never grow tired of singing it, and I know you don't either. Shall we just open in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're a great God, great in love, great in mercy, great in forgiveness, great in power. And Lord, we just thank you for being our God. We thank you for being our Savior. We thank you for changing our lives and turning our sorrow into joy. Just like you, Lord Jesus, turn the water into wine. And we thank you that you've changed our lives for the good. And we pray now that you will humble our hearts, help us to receive the implanted word, and to be encouraged and challenged by it today. We pray that your Holy Spirit will empower the word and speak to our hearts. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Can you imagine the hottest day of the year? Let's say it was 100 degrees or more. And all of a sudden, the power goes off. You no longer have your lights. You no longer have your air conditioning. Your refrigerator is not working. Neither is the TV or the radio. Your cell phone, if it's not charged, it's not going to get charged. Your home phone, if you still have a landline, will not work. The toaster, the microwave, the oven, the stove, none of them will work. Hair dryers? No. Garage doors won't open. Basically, everything is dead in your entire house. And it's sweltering hot. That actually happened to me one day. And I was getting overcome by the heat. It was the hottest day of the year, and it happened to me. But there's even a worse power shortage than that. And that's the spiritual power outage we have today. In so many churches, in the lives of so many believers, they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit working through them. So there is a spiritual outage. Praise God that His power never goes out. Sometimes we don't avail ourselves of the power, but the power of God is always there for us, 24-7. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is available for you and I to have the victory over sin, to have the victory over Satan, to have the victory over this world and over sin in our lives. Yes, the title of our message today is Inner Strength from on High. David Egner, who writes for the Daily Bread, once said, the power of Christ within you is greater than the pressure of troubles around you. And in a troubled world like we're living in today, we need the power. We need the power. And our text today is Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. Paul writing to the Ephesians, and this is his first prayer, or second prayer actually in the book, 
first prayer is in chapter 1, the second one is in chapter 3. And he says that he would grant you, and that's all of us included, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. The spirit is what works the power through us. It's not our strength. It's not our power. It's God's power. And he flows that power through us so that others will be blessed and touched. Yes, it's an inner strength that comes from him. In this verse, the word his is used three times according to his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Yes, three times. He would grant you according to the riches of his glory, strengthened with might through the inner man. And we are thankful for that power. The three things that we're going to look at today are, number one, to be resolved to use God's power. Number two, to be resilient in using God's power. And third, to be reactive in using God's power. The word resolve is a strong word, and it means to decide on a course of action, firm determination to do something. And one day David experienced one of the greatest and most terrible things that ever happened to him in his life. He and his men had left the town of Ziklag, and they had gone out to fight the Lord's battles and gone on their way. And when they came back, they found out that the Amalekites had come and they had taken away all the women, all their wives, all their children, sons and daughters, all of them, and all their possessions and taken them away. And the people were so discouraged and so distraught by this, they spoke about stoning David to death. They blamed David for it. It wasn't David's fault, but they blamed him for it. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Where did David get the power? He got it from the Lord. When he went off to face Goliath, he says, you come to me with sword and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God. And he conquered, he conquered Goliath by the strength of the Lord that the Lord had given to him and by faith. David was determined to not only find those captives, but to bring every single one of them back safely. And that's exactly what he did. They went out, they found the Amalekites that were celebrating, drunken and all that, and he conquered them and he brought back every one of the wives, every one of the children, and all the possessions because of the strength that he found in the Lord. Yes, even if everyone and everything is against us and things are going badly, we trust in God because his power will never fail us ever ever, ever. He is strong, and we are the weak ones. 2 Corinthians 4.16 tells us, therefore we do not lose heart. 
Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. We talked about our brother's birthday coming up tomorrow and everything, and we're all getting a little, little older every year, right? Some of us don't like to celebrate our birthdays anymore, but you can't really help it. And so we add one more every year. But we find, even though this outward man is decaying, it's perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. And if you know Brother David, you see, you see how that's worked out in his life. The renewal of the inner man, the strength that comes to the inner man, is from the Lord, and it is such a blessing. It's the inner strength we have, the resolve to win the victory for the Lord. We need his power. There's an interesting story told about a young woman who was a member of this pastor's church, and she worked in a large umbrella factory in Philadelphia. And at the time, it was considered the largest umbrella factory in the world. She came to her pastor one day, very discouraged, and said, I'll have to hunt for another job. What's the matter, I asked, the pastor asked. Well, hasn't your factory enough? Or she said, what's the matter, he asked her. And she said, have they discharged you? No, they haven't discharged me. Well, Hasn't your factory enough orders to keep all the factory going all the time? No, not that at all. They have more orders than they can fill. But they haven't enough electricity to keep the machines going at once. And my machine has to lie idle part of the week, and I lose so much time and pay. The trouble with the factory was they had the machinery, but they didn't have the power. And so many times we have in our Christian lives everything outwardly good, but we don't have that inner power that we need to be victorious and to conquer. Yes, that can be said of churches today, and it can be said of individual Christians today. You look out at many churches today, they have plenty of music, they have plenty of activities, they have plenty of fun, but they don't have much power power from the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is a sad thing indeed. Let us never lose sight of that, that without that power, God cannot do anything. And he wants to use that power through us, his vessels, so that we can be a blessing. I once heard a story about Spurgeon, and, this is, and they wondered, what is the success of your church uh, Mr. Spurgeon. And one day he brought a man in there and he was touring the church. And he says, let me take you to where the power is. Oh, sure, let's, let's take it out. So he took him down to the basement and there was a group of men and they were praying for the church. And that's where the power is. I don't know about you, but I miss those prayer meetings we had on Monday nights, right? We'll be back to those shortly. We miss those prayer times when we get together and call upon the Lord individually and collectively and ask for his power to be demonstrated. Because if we don't have a prayer meeting and we don't have the power, we're not going to see the results. And we want to see people saved and we want to see believers encouraged and taught and going on to serve the Lord. So we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, not only should we be resolved, but secondly, we should have 
resilience. I like this word resilience. It's a beautiful word. The word resilience means the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, having a strong will in the face of danger or pain. Now, you often hear about athletes and coaches. They talk about their team is resilient. What do they mean by that? They overcame adversity. They were resilient. They bounced back. They lost by 20 points, but they came out and they won the next, the next game. Resilience. And we as Christians need to be resilient. When the trials come, we shouldn't allow them to knock us down and keep us down. Yes, they might knock us down, but we need to get up in the power that God gives us, in the strength that he gives us, and not let the devil win. We should be resilient. I couldn't believe that there was a boxing match last night, by, and there was this man who fought in it and won the, the, the boxing match. And he's from England, and he's like over seven feet tall, and he weighs like 350 pounds or something like that. He's so much bigger than anybody else. And he, I found out that he had a very humble upbringing when he was younger, and he faced tremendous adversity to get to where he is, and he's the heavyweight champion of the world, and he's one of only two people that are going to retire undefeated. The other one is Rocky Marciano, who is the great fighter, great middleweight fighter of 49 and 0. Well, this man uh, who fought last night is undefeated. He has one draw, but no defeats. And it's quite amazing indeed. Yes, we need God's power. It says in the, well, first of all, I wanted to mention the NBA playoffs are going on right now. And there was a game about a week ago or so where the Memphis Grizzlies were taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Grizzlies were behind by 26 points. 26 points. Normally, when you're behind by 26 points, you're already thinking about the next game because we're not going to win this one, folks. We're, we'll, we'll try, we'll try to come back, but it's going to be almost impossible. But they not only came back, but they won the game by nine points. Amazing, and it's a great series between those two, tied at two right now. But when you have a resilience, you don't give up. You keep fighting, you keep battling, you keep serving. And that's what we want to do for the Lord every day of our lives. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of us. Yes, the Bible is full of comeback stories. Comeback stories, and I thought about several of them. Peter made a great comeback after denying the Lord three times, didn't he? He went on to preach the gospel, win over 3,000 people to Christ, and a total of 5,000 there in the book of Acts on the day of Pentecost and the next day. They preached the word, and the power of the Spirit was evident there. Not only did David make a comeback too, but he made a comeback in his life when he committed that double sin of adultery and murder. He made the comeback to be a great king who loved the Lord and served him. And even after that, God forgave him. Jonah made a great comeback after running away from his responsibilities in Nineveh to preach the word to them. 
he went there in the end. God brought him back, and it was a great comeback, and they repented of their sins. John Mark made a great comeback to the ministry with Paul. After leaving Barnabas and Paul, he went back, but he made a comeback to the Lord, and he was useful for the Master. Yes, God specializes in comebacks. We should never feel we're out of it. We should never feel God can't use us anymore. We should always feel that God can bring us back as long as we come with a contrite and humble heart before Him. That same power will be flowing through us. And then our final point this morning is reactive. How do we react to situations that are very difficult that we experience. We need the Lord's power to react in love, kindness, patience, and self-control. It says in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we get upset. And have you ever noticed if somebody is angry and upset, they take it out on you? They take it out on you. It's not your fault. They're having a bad day, right? I always try to remember that. If somebody gets upset, I said they're probably having a, a rough day. I pray for them. Yes, but sometimes we've done that ourselves. We've been guilty of that ourselves. We've gotten upset and we've taken it out on some totally innocent person, usually our spouse or our kids or our neighbors, or whoever it might be, or a co-worker, whoever it is. And that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to exercise His power and treat people with love and kindness and let that rule the day. So let's remember how bad a power outage can be, but it's even worse to have a spiritual power outage. And you can't be plugged into God's power if the cord is not plugged into the outlet, right? We need to be plugged into the outlet through the Holy Spirit by God's Word and by God's prayer and by prayer and by devoting ourselves to Him. And when we do that, His power can flow through us and can touch lives. And He can turn bad situations into good situations. Yes, if we lack God's power... It's only going to lead to defeat, frustration, and discouragement. But when we have His power, it will result in joy and blessing. And so we need the power of God, and we need it now. So may God encourage us. Our Heavenly Father, we need the power. We need it every hour. We need the power in the inner man, Lord. And we pray that You would give us the victory over the world, over the flesh, the devil, over everything. And we just pray that you will enable us, Lord, to touch lives around us. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be plugged in. We need to have no power outages, Lord. And we just pray that you will guide us and direct us. We pray that more souls will be saved. We dedicate this year to you and pray that we will see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in such a way that we'll have new people saved and baptized and added to the church. And Lord, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to do the work and the power through us. Lord, who are we? Just empty vessels 
but we pray that we will be those clean, empty vessels that you can take out self and just fill us with you, Lord, so that we'll overflow to others. And we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.